Hebrews 11, 32. Just reading a few verses there. And what more can I say? Time is too short for me to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets who by faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the raging of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, gained strength and weakness, became mighty in battle, and put foreign armies to flight. Let's pray. Father, for your word, we say thank you. Lord, it's unlike anything else I've ever seen in my whole life. It's not a book, it's a life. Lord, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And I thank you, Lord, that you are able to with it nourish our our physical body, our spirit man, our heart, our soul, every part of us you minister to through your word. It has stood the test of time. It has stood against adversaries, those who would try to uh, rid the world of it. It prevailed because you said it will not pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away, but not your word. Not one dot over an I or cross of a T until it all is is fulfilled. And I thank you for your word this morning in Jesus name. Amen. 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 We're continuing our series in Hebrews 11 that we've been on. I look back, we've been there since the end of February is when we started on this. This is, I think about the 15th uh, sermon in that series. Not done yet. Got a few more weeks uh, of, of goodness to squeeze out of Hebrews 11. We may reach over into 12 as we finish up. And we have been learning uh, not just what faith is, but that we should live by it. Amen. That's the purpose of the writing here in Hebrews. He started during Hebrews 10 telling us that we have need of endurance. We have need of endurance. So don't cast away your confidence because you have a better and enduring possession. You have a better and enduring possession. Don't cast away your confidence. Other things can be taken from you, but not this. This can't be taken from you. You can only cast it from yourself. This you would have to forfeit. This you would have to give up. And he encourages us before he even gets into Hebrews 11 to not do that. He says, we aren't like those who draw back. Draw back to what? Draw back to the old Ways, the old days, the old life. We aren't like those that draw back and are destroyed. We are like those that have faith and are saved. That's in Hebrews 10. Hebrews 11.1 1 told us that faith is the assurance of what is hoped for. The assurance of what is hoped for, it is the evidence of our ultimate hope. Our ultimate need, which is to be with him, to know him to fellowship with God and to dwell with him forever. Faith is our assurance of that reality. It is the reality of what is hoped for and the proof of what is not yet seen or the conviction of what's going to happen in the future. What used to intimidate us now encourages us because we can see over into it and we can see over into it rightly. Amen. Faith changes how we see the past. Change, faith changes how we see the present and faith gives us access to see over into the future that God has for us in Christ Jesus. We saw at the beginning of Hebrews 11 that it was by faith 
we understand that the universe was created by the word of God and that our creation story matters because it drives our culture both personally and corporately. We saw Cain and Abel and the better sacrifice that was offered by faith. We saw Enoch who walked with the Lord and was not, was not what, was not what he used to be, was not where he used to be, was not how he used to be because he walked with the Lord by faith. And it says without faith, it's impossible for us to please God. For those who come to God must believe that he is, that he exists as God and that he is a rewarder of those that seek him with diligence. We looked over into Noah into Abraham and Sarah, Isaac, who was offered up by faith. We looked over into Moses, who was put in the basket in the river, raised as Pharaoh's daughter till he refused to be called that. Remember, I'm not the one. We saw the Israelites leave Egypt in the Exodus. We saw the Passover. We saw the Red Sea. And then last week, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. And each one took that next step in front of himself. Grace brought the walls down. Faith took the step forward into the grace that God had opened up. And then we get to verse 32. Which is where I'm going to be today. Verse 32, he says, what more can I say? Time is too short for me to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel and the prophets. The writer of Hebrews said, what else can be said? Well, quite a bit, actually, because he keeps going on from there. He says quite a bit following up from that. And we'll see that as we go further into Hebrews. But when I was studying this, that verse, that line stuck out to me. And that's where God stopped me. Where he said, time is too short to tell of. Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. And that's where I stopped. We'll get to all those exploits probably next week, but this is where he stopped me for today. That line, what more can I say or what else needs to be said? There are important things to note as the writer of Hebrews begins this next section of what he's going to share with us, what he's going to talk to us about. As he's concluding this book, beginning the conclusion, he's finishing up talking about faith. He's going to lead over into the conclusion of the letter. And one of the first things that stood out to me and that this taught me just in that line what more can I say? It's, there's not enough time for me to tell you about Gideon, Barak, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets, all those guys. What stood out to me first, number one, is that we are not alone. We are not alone. This list of all the people that we went through and have gone through so far in Hebrews 11, it's not exhaustive, which means it's not complete. It means not everybody that's walked by faith is listed there because it continues to grow. Amen. We are not alone. Now we can feel that way when we get tired when we've been enduring and walking by faith uh, and we start to get and we've been constricted and there's any pressure on us, we can start to feel like we are alone. And we're tempted to what he warned us not to do, which is draw back and think things like nobody cares. Nobody knows. 
Nobody else is like me. Nobody else has seen what I've seen or done what I've done. I am alone, right? We can start to feel like we are alone and draw over back into those thoughts. And the irony of it is that it's a self-irony is not the opposite of wrinkly. I saw that today. Irony, not the, they wanted to argue that it was. Irony, not the opposite of wrinkly. But the irony of it is when we start to feel that way, we actually end up that way. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy that the I'm alone, nobody cares. You're going to end up being alone because you're going to push people away thinking that nobody cares, that nobody is there for me, that nobody is where I am. This is a tough place to be. And we've talked about that before. It's hard being a person. And so we can feel alone. And when I read verses like this, it reminds me that I'm not alone. Remember, the definition of faith is one of the definitions of faith that we've used is seeing the way that God sees, seeing himself the way that seeing him the way that he is, seeing us the way that he sees us and our situations the way that he sees them. Faith is seen as God sees. He doesn't leave us alone. Amen. And we have too many to count who have walked this road before us or have walked it with us or who will walk it after us. We are not alone. We are not alone. And I believe that's one of the points that he is making here when he says, I don't even have enough time to tell you about everybody who's walked by faith. I don't have enough time to tell you about everybody who has stood in believing what God said and held on to the promise. I don't have time to tell you about all of them. Yet we can feel alone. I was listening to a young man tell his story, his testimony this last week. And and he said the way that he talked about it stuck out to me. He said, "I, I, I just felt so ashamed. And it was like if people if people knew. If people knew what I had thought, if people knew what I had said, if people knew what I had done, if people knew how I was, they would all cast me out. And he felt incredibly and completely alone and ashamed. And what the text, again, I think is encouraging us this morning is you are not alone in this story of the world. You are not alone or unique in this life and walk of faith. Amen. That's one of the reasons why I try to on purpose be open and honest with you that that I'm a person too. That I'm a people too. I've had to correct people before I be talking to folks um, who will think that my life is a certain way because I do this. They'll think that I'm a certain way because I'm able to do this, that maybe I don't have challenges or that things don't bother me. As, as my pastor once said, I have an anointing to teach it. I don't have a special anointing to live it or a different anointing than you have to live it. So I was speaking with a man about marriage and he and his wife have been yow yowing a little bit. And I said, hey, you know, Kelly and I argue about that all the time. And he said, Really? I said, yeah. He said, y'all argue? I said, yeah. He said, so y'all like, there's friction? Yes. He said, well, I wouldn't have thought it. I'd have never thought that. I said, well, how much time do you have? (laughs) Kelly and I argue regularly. Regularly. Now, this might surprise you. There are things that I do that she does not like. 
she does not agree with them at all. There are things that she does that I do not like, that I don't agree with at all. So, you know, people can get a picture in their mind and limited in right. And that's why it's important to be honest, you know, that every day I come home with flowers and, you know, she's in there just excited. She sees me coming, drive, pulling in the driveway and I'm like, oh, hey, sweetie, how you doing? And she says, oh, I'm doing so good. So good to see you. Come on in and sit down while I finish supper. I go, no, 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 let's not do that. Let's go out to eat and talk about how we feel and what's coming up next week. And she goes, oh, gosh. <laughs> Instead, what it's normally like is I come in and say something like, why'd you park that way? <laughs> She's like, I don't know. Why didn't you push your chair in when you got up from the table? Right? There are things that's not even close to uh, a, a perfection. Now, does that mean that the word doesn't work? No, because what I can tell you is we, we have been on a journey in marriage, walking in truth, walking in grace, learning wisdom, learning from those that have come before us where when we do yow yow and argue and go back and forth now, we do it differently and better than we did when we first got married because we've learned how to walk together without hurting one another. One of the main things we learned is that we are different, right? We are different, not just different as a man and a woman, but different in our personalities. There are ways that I process things. She processes it differently and she thinks I'm crazy. And I think she's crazy for how she thinks about it. And those two people normally marry each other. You've run into that where he's like, why in the world aren't you worried about this? And they're like, I'm worried about this. You hadn't even talked about. You're not even worried about that. Right. We are different. We've we've learned a, a lot in this, in this life. But again, purposeful to talk about those kind of things to, to let you know that when you experience them, you shouldn't be surprised. You shouldn't be ashamed. You should be encouraged that you're just like the rest of us. And the fact that you're like the rest of us means that the answer that works for us is also going to work for you because he's not a respecter of persons. His word isn't a respecter of persons. He's given each one of us the measure of faith. And as he's teaching us how to walk together in wisdom and in love, things do get better, but they haven't yet got perfect. I don't know that they will on this side of heaven, but we're going to reach for it. Amen. The life of faith is accessible to you and to me both. You are not alone when you're walking through difficulties, trials, struggles, temptations. You are not alone and you are not excluded from the life of faith. I love the way that Romans 3, 22 says this. It says we are, I'm reading in the New Living Translation because I think it brings that last part out just a little bit better. He says we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes no matter who you are. I love the way that he puts that. This is true for everyone who believes, no matter who you are. You can preach this to the CEO of a company or somebody who's sitting in the county jail. We are made right with God by putting our faith 
in Christ Jesus. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who you are. In this walk of faith, and we see this from just this, just this little verse, just this list of guys here in verse 32, that we are not alone and we are not excluded. No one is excluded. So number one, we're not alone in this walk of faith. Number two, it's not dependent on you. This life of faith is not dependent on you. If you, if we had time and went down through all of these names that are listed, it's a messy list. It's a messy list here in Hebrews 11. But it says that they won God's approval. This is back in 11 too. Not by their achievements, not by what they did or what they didn't do, but they were approved of God because of their faith. Think about Gideon. He was weak, fearful, no self-esteem, hiding in a hole, trying to eat a little bit of food and not get killed by the Midianites. But by faith, he became a reformer, a defender, a deliverer. He was brave and courageous. Samson, one of the strongest men we've ever heard about that ever lived, and he had no self-control. He was prideful. He had to walk through a time of great weakness and humiliation, but returned to strength and victory by what? By faith. David learned that winning can lead to losing if you don't keep walking with the Lord. Winning can lead to losing if you don't keep walking with the Lord. Committed adultery, murder, but thank God repented and was restored. The same life of faith that delivered all of them is available to me and it's available to you and it's not dependent on us. Hebrews 11 isn't a list of be like these people. Be like Samson, be like Gideon, be like uh, Barak, be like Jephthah, be like them. They did a good job. Be like them. That's not what the list is there for. The list is there to tell us don't be like them, but believe by faith in the one who is greater. Put your faith in the one that they put their faith in because that is how they overcame and that is how they were approved by God. Wasn't dependent upon them. It's not dependent on us. Think about it like this. It wouldn't be helpful for you to you and I to even read these stories if the purpose of them was for us to be like those guys, to be like them. We, we can't even relate so long ago, so far away, culture so different. We can't even relate to their lives in most of the stuff. I mean, Abraham, how am I like Abraham if I'm actually trying to be? Aren't you glad? There's not any cults taking that up, is there? <laughs> not any cults going, we're the lion killers. Turn them loose. Nobody. Or I guess they don't last long if they do. <laughs> it's not to be like him. He killed a thousand men. With the jawbone of a donkey. Scripture called it the fresh jawbone of a donkey. I don't know what that means, but it sounds kind of like it might stink a little bit. I don't know. So how am I supposed to be like him? How, how can I emulate him? It's, it's not be like him. It's believe like them. Because that is timeless. And that is always 
relevant, right? That's always relevant. That's never going to change. And that's why we can read this about people that lived thousands of years ago and still be taught and blessed and encouraged. Not because we're trying to model our life after their actions, but we are aligning with the faith that has existed since the beginning, has worked since day one. And we are joining in with those that have come before us, though we're incredibly different in how that man, how our cultures are, how we live today. We're incredibly different, but faith works across all time and across all generations. Because it's not dependent on us. So we're not alone. People have been walking by faith since the beginning. It's not dependent on us. And this is the third thing. This is the last thing I'll tell you this morning. You are not the main character of this story. You are not the main character of this story. It is not about your name. If it was, how mad would these brothers be? It's like, you gave a paragraph to Moses. I killed a lion and I get yada yada I kill a thousand men with a fresh jawbone of a donkey and you just say, oh, and Samson was there too. That's all. It's not about our name. It wasn't about them getting their name mentioned. Again, Gideon led an army that defeated 135,000 enemy soldiers. Barak led an army of 10,000 to victory. Samson, we talked about him. David slew Goliath. These were mighty warriors. Jephthah uh, defeated 20 Amorite villages and cities. And again, they got yada yada in this deal. They just got thrown. Oh, yeah. And these other guys were there, too. These other guys believed and followed, too. It reminds me that it's not about us. We aren't the point. None of those things that they did are what led to their approval and their inclusion. It was by faith. And that's an encouragement to all of us because if their accomplishments were the list of requirements that we had to meet, we wouldn't be meeting. We wouldn't be talking about it. We are part of something bigger than ourselves. And we do well to remember that. That's not about my name. It's not about my fame or my news clip. We've got to get rid of this new idea that our goal is to be famous. Our goal is to be viral. My, My goal is to get all the likes and everything and everybody point to me. That's not the goal. And if you look at the people that get that, it utterly destroys them. It tears them apart because they're putting on themselves a weight that they cannot bear. Why would we chase something like that? We are glad that it's not about us, that we're not the main character, because if we were, then we would have to tote the water in every situation. It's not about us. It's about him. This life is by faith. Again, just this verse. What more can I say? Time is too short for me to tell you. I I thought, I was like, Lord, can I go in? I want to tell all these stories. I want to tell all of them. He's like, he didn't tell it. (laughs) You tell it later. Time is short for me to tell you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. Time is too short for me to tell you about all of them. But here's what you need to know. They were approved of by faith. I I give you this list so that you know you're not alone in this 
life, that you are included in the life of faith, that you are not unique in your problems or your struggles. Look at this messy list. These brothers had all kinds of problems, but the approval was by faith. We're not alone. It's not dependent on us. And we are not the main character in this story. Galatians 2 and 20, Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He said, the life I live now, I live by faith. Faith in the Son of God. We can put our faith in all kinds of things. We can put, we, we can put our chips in any uh, uh, basket. But he said, I live it by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm not alone. It's not dependent on me. I am not the main character. He is with me. It's dependent on him. And this is his story. And he's already wrote the ending. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for the examples that you've given us. And God, thank you for the, the firm and unquestionable emphasis that their lives were lived by faith. You gave them as examples to us, not so we could follow their exploits, but you took us all the way to the root of what made the exploits possible. And that was faith in you, that you are who you say that you are and that you'll do what you say that you will do, that you tell the truth, that you are just and you are honest, you are holy and you are righteous, that you can be completely and totally trusted that you're big enough to hold us. Lord, I I pray this morning for those who feel alone, Lord, that they'll see with eyes of faith. Not only are there more with them than there are against them, but Father, that the, the most important thing has already been taken care of, and that is you are with us. You will never leave us or forsake us. If I've put my faith in Jesus, I'm never alone. I'm never abandoned. We bind the spirit uh, of shame and guilt and condemnation that would try to accuse your people of something that you have already pardoned them from. And I thank you, Lord, that you join us together in honesty and in in, in a tenderness so that we understand that we are not alone. We are not unique and we are not excluded because you have given to each one the measure of faith. I thank you that this life of faith is not dependent on us, but all of that hangs and rests on the finished work of Christ Jesus, our Lord. It's in him and our faith in the son of God that we live this life It's by faith that we live and move and have our being in him. And Lord, that we're not the main character and we're thankful for it, that we don't have to write this story about ourselves. You've written the most beautiful uh, story about him, the greatest one ever told. People have called it that for generations. And I thank you that we get to be a part of that which is already written. And I think it's from that position, standing in grace by faith that we can endure whatever it is may come. Just like these men listed, once they realized who you were and held on to it 
fervently and closely, nothing could stop them who had uh, put their faith in you. Lord, we pray for those that aren't able to be here with us today. Lord, we got several that are out traveling, running the roads. Lord, we ask that you keep them safe. Keep them safe and bring them safely back to us. Bless them on their way. Put the right people in their path. I thank you that no accident or incident will befall them or come near the place where they are staying. And Lord, those that are working today, I thank you that they do so as unto you to glorify your name. Bless them on their job. Bless them in their business as they work as unto the Lord. And Lord, those that are uh, ill or weak in their body today, I pray that you strengthen them from the inside out, that the spirit on the inside of us sustains us. Scripture says even in physical weakness, I thank you that you raise them up. Uh, from that weakness in strength so that they can return to full activity in Jesus' name. And Lord, as we get ready to go today, I thank you that we don't leave you here, but we take you with us. You are with us wherever we go, just like you told Joshua. You are with us whithersoever we go. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.